it out and see. It's recording. Are you sure? <laughs> no, okay, go ahead. Hello, okay. I'm Grace. And I'm Crystal. Welcome back to the Ed Central Podcast. This is Grace. And this is Crystal. And this is part two of our mental health mini-series. Well, folks, we did take a little break. I think part of it had to do with our own mental health. Um, I was busy working at a school and we had to put on a, a commencement, a following all COVID protocols, etc. So that was kind of a lot of work. And funny enough, Grace sent me this message last week to say, oh, uh, you know, are we meeting? And because we normally meet on a Tuesday or a Wednesday to get ready for Friday. And by the end of our conversation, I think we both agreed that uh, we needed we a needed break. The, needed the weekend. We needed the weekend. Yeah. So we took it. And of course, this weekend, this past weekend was World Mental Health Day. You know, and... October uh, 10th. October 10th, yeah. What was interesting for me was I didn't even know that. And I think that's where I'm, I'm sort of getting a... I have these mixed emotions about all of these days and months and things that we're supposed to celebrate. And I keep thinking, can't we just go back to a men- an easier time in life? And Do you feel kind of guilty when you don't know about the dates? Um, yeah, I feel a little guilty. I mean, now that uh, I'm actually going back into retirement, semi-retirement to a great extent, but um, I, I think I'll feel less guilty because when you're working like you, let's say in a school environment, it's, you know, you have to get this day, you have to get this month, you have to get this day, and all of these things to for everyone to feel included. And I, I found that that in itself can put a strain on your mental health or be just stressful. Definitely. So. I feel I feel guilty when I find out that a day is coming up where I didn't know about it. And you, you want to acknowledge it. It's not that you don't want to. Yeah. But then you're fitting it into your your plan day. And yeah, it's a, it's a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, the good thing was it was a weekend. So, I just basically decided I was going for a drive and <laughs> uh, got in the car and went for a drive. You know, check out some colors and really get to focus on yourself for for a day so that was kind of nice that kind of thing did you do anything um that was the day that i celebrated thanksgiving with my parents and because i'm back in the school i'm not actually seeing them in close proximity so we sat in the carport very socially distant with paper plates and a lamp outside so it was a very different thanksgiving this year but it was very nice to be around them regardless of you know proximity and uh warmth. right right that's interesting even even that thanksgiving like it's kind of weird i didn't really feel like i was celebrating this weekend um simply because of all the unlearning of you know what thanksgiving really was and then well, i talked it, to my right? yeah then i talked with my family in new york and it was about you know columbus day and really what columbus who christopher columbus was really and all these things so it's it's kind of um, hard. It's not, I'm not, I guess I'm a bit saddened by, you know, the unlearning and finding out all these things. So the traditional holidays are taking on different and new meaning for me. Yeah, we so, have to decolonize yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, and that's pretty much, that was pretty much what was happening. But it partly was good for my mental health to be doing all of that, I would say. So Definitely. Yeah. So I think we are ready to get into the meat and potatoes of today <laughs> okay the turkey and mashed potatoes oh yeah well i know i didn't do turkey we did ham sorry <laughs> okay teachers so for this part of our mental health mini series we are going to dive a little bit into the topic of depression 
And through our own research, we've learned that there are five different types of depression, and Crystal's going to walk you through those right now. Okay, I was kind of actually surprised to find out that, you know, there are different types of depression. We talk about all the different symptoms, and I think they've been able to break them down into what they call sub-disorders. So one of them would be called disruptive mood dysregulation disorder. So disruptive mood dysregulation disorder. And for this particular disorder, a lot of it stems with the behaviors that you will see. Uh, anger, severe outbursts, sadness, uh, things like that. The second one is called major depressive disorder and it's the clinical depression. This is the one that most people are most common with, like understand most. Uh, MDD, it has its own acronym. I guess they all have an acronym, but this is the one that doctors will tend to talk about, MDD. And um, it affects people for a longer period of time. It um, can be around for like a, a two week span, sometimes a little longer. And it basically is there every day and, and you feel a lot of different things. And these are the, the common um, symptoms that we tend to associate with depression. Feelings of hopelessness, sadness, feeling numb, decreased motivation, decrease uh, in your appetite or increase in your appetite, changes in your sleep pattern, thus causing possibly fatigue, um, suicide, suicidal attempts, suicidal thoughts, um, self-harm, forgetfulness, lack of concentration. So all of those tend to fall under the category of clinical depression. The third one is persistent depressive disorder, dysmythia. And the only real difference here between dysmythia and, uh, sorry, dysthemia, I'm saying dysmythia, dysthemia and clinical depression um, tends to come around thoughts. Let's say uh, the, the individual has a lot more feelings of poor self-esteem. And that's actually one of the major differences that you will see um, between people who have dysthemia and clinical depression. Uh, with dysthemia, once again, it's there for, um, it's every day and it's a really long period of time. People feel it all day, sorry, they'll feel it um, for like almost two years in adults and sometimes a year in children before they're even diagnosed. Another type of depression, persistent depressive disorder. Sorry, did I say that one? Yes. My bad. <laughs> um, premenstrual, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, and you know I'm sure I went through some of this <laughs> before, way back when. <laughs> um, and really, the symptoms are related to your your menstrual cycle, and they actually feel that there is there can be depression that uh, women can feel depression, not just the different um, types of uh, physical pains that you go through with your menstrual cycle, but also the mood swings and um, the tiredness and all of those feelings. So they do have a name for that, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And the last type of depression actually is broken down into two parts, substance medication induced depressive disorder. And um, it's for people, you know, who either are taking medication or are abusing substances and They'll have different types of depressive feelings, much like the ones that were um, identified earlier, and it's simply because of the substance or medication that they're taking or withdrawing from. And then the second part of that would be depressive disorder due to medical condition. 
And that's going to lead us nicely into, um, partly you're going to hear us talk, we're going to have a, a young lady tell her story. And um, I would say some of her depression would have been due to depressive disorder, due to another medical condition. Okay, so teachers, the reason we decided to take you through those five types of depression is that it hopefully can allow for a more fulsome discussion with your class as we head into the topic of depression as um, one of the characteristics of mental health that we're going to look at this week. Okay, teachers, so for today's lesson, we are basing it off of uh, curriculum expectation 2.1 in the media literacy strand, which is form. So this section talks about identifying general and specific characteristics of a variety of media forms and explain how they shape content and create meaning. And our task for today is a direct reflection of that. And they're going to be looking at different public service announcements. Um, so for our actual lesson today, we are going to start with a little class discussion. So we're going to ask them two separate questions and we will invite you to pause after each one for you to discuss um, their answers with you as a class. After that, we have a video that we're gonna be playing for them about what depression is. And we are ending off today with a very special story from a young lady, um, her name is Madison. And after that, we'll be giving them their task. So we're gonna jump over to your students now. everyone and welcome back to Ed Central Podcast. I am Crystal and I'm Grace and we're here today to have our second uh, podcast on our topic of mental health. Saturday October 10th was World Mental Health Day. Did you guys know that? I can see all their hands they're saying yeah yeah <laughs> it was everywhere on social media so I hope you did know that. Um, a great opportunity to check in to see where our mental health is at and ultimately that's something um, that we kind of want you to you know we want it to become practice for you that you do check in with yourself and your mental health all right students so to get started today I want you to think about the word depression what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the word depression or that someone is depressed? And I'd like you to pause now and have a little class discussion. Okay, so now that you've discussed what comes to mind when you think about depression or someone being depressed, I'm going to assume, I know you shouldn't assume, but I'm going to assume okay, I'll let you. <laughs> that most of the things that you said were fairly negative. Most of the connotations that come to mind when I think of depression anyways are usually not, not the best, not the most positive. However, now my second question, my second thing that I'd like you to do as a class is I'd like you to pause and think about something positive that one might gain from experiencing depression or from being depressed. So pause now and discuss that. Okay, so now that you've discussed that aspect and maybe you struggled with that 
that aspect of depression a little bit more, finding something positive. But an example of that might be that, um, you know, when you're dealing with your own mental health or when you're helping someone through their own mental health journey, it might require you to be more patient or more creative. Um, it might even humble you a little bit or, you know, lead you to become a more hopeful person. Um, so those are some of the positives that we might get from a depressive episode or from being depressed. And it's not always easy to see those positives, but I think it's important to reflect on the fact that we can find positives. Okay, teachers, so we're going to turn it over to you now. We'd like you to please pull up a video for the students to watch. It's called What is Depression? And you can find it on our website at essentialpodcast.com. Um, so this video runs for almost four minutes and we'd like you to watch the video and we'll talk to you after. So from that video, one of the major things I took away is the whole idea that depression is made up of thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And really it's a combination of those three things that defines what depression is for different people. Um, yeah, so last week we talked about anxiety and anxiety disorder and I shared with you a little bit about my mental health journey and my anxiety disorder. So I think it's also important to mention that um, with anxiety disorder you can experience depressive episodes. Now this doesn't mean that you have depression but that alongside your anxiety, and if your anxiety is really heightened, um, you can experience a lot of the symptoms of depression, but you don't experience them for the same length as somebody who has um, depression disorder. So I've experienced personally depressive episodes before where they've lasted um, a couple of weeks, but that doesn't mean that I have depression. So it was linked to my heightened anxiety at the time. So I just thought that that was important to, to talk about that. Um, if you're hearing some of these, you know, symptoms of depression and you're going, Oh, that's me. That's me. You know, we, we can do that with, a a lot of, um, different mental health disorders. Um, so we have to be careful with when we're, when we're relating to these, uh, different symptoms. And if you do believe that you relate to some of them, please uh, speak with your, your doctor about them and don't, uh, don't get too overwhelmed when you see these, these symptoms listed to you in the videos. Right, uh, we did talk to your teachers earlier about different types of depression and that might be something that they want to um, delve into more with, with you guys as a class because each of the ones we talked about have different thoughts, feelings and behaviors attached to them. And, um, you know, one of the things that video did focus on too was the difference between, you know, you could have a depressed, you can be depressed and there's, and that's okay. Uh, much like even if you have a, um, you're diagnosed with a mental health illness of depression, that is okay as well because you are seeking help to, to bring your mental health to a different, uh, more positive state. Um, but the, the idea of, you know the sad feelings or feeling angry and things like that and it's just and it's situational um, that's a very normal thing so um, this leads us into the next segment of our lesson and we're very excited today 
Uh, so we're going to stop talking because we're going to turn the stage over to a young lady named Madison. I've had the pleasure of meeting Madison many years ago. And um, as a school principal, I had her come in and speak at our school several times because she was always very engaging. And more importantly, just kids had a ton of questions. Uh, for someone who's only lived 21 years, I believe her birthday was not that long. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Anyways, yeah, she's 21. Um, she, she has lived a very full life in, in terms of the, the ups and downs, as I would call them, the journey of mental health. So we're going to turn it over to you to listen to her story. It runs about 10 minutes, but as I said, there's a lot in it. And at the end, she talks about some resources, which we will definitely make sure your teachers have that info on our website. I'm sorry, it will be on our website for your teachers to access. Okay, so Madison. Hi, Crystal and Grace. Thank you guys for having me on your podcast to talk about mental health and my mental health journey. My mental health journey started when I was 14 years old. I had just been hospitalized for the second time in the past two years for my cystic fibrosis, a health condition that affects your lungs and the digestive system. And I realized after I got out of the hospital and I had been in there for two weeks, what had gotten me there. And of course, my physical health, the lack of care I put into it, got me there but there was also a mental health component to it and I started to read books my mom was actually very helpful in starting me on that mental health journey she shared with me the gifts of imperfection by Brene Brown and I started to read about that and it talked about vulnerability and this very new idea of vulnerability and how important it was to your mental health so I started playing around with that a bit and my interest in these concepts like vulnerability, personal growth began to grow. And a couple of years later, I found myself finished dance. And my parents actually pulled me out of dance because of my mental health struggles at the time. And also I had a lot of physical health struggles from my cystic fibrosis symptoms. And I was absolutely devastated because this is not something I was planning to do. And I think a lot of you guys can relate to what's going on with the pandemic right now. I mean, what you had forecasted your school year to be like, it was definitely not what you expected. And that's what happened with me. I came into 10th grade expecting myself to continue dance training. And next thing I know, my parents have pulled me out of dance without my consent and told me that they were worried for my mental health and that if I kept dancing, my mental health would get worse. And I was devastated, and I know that a lot of you guys can relate to the devastation aspect because even my sisters, they graduated grade 12 this year, and they were expecting a prom. You guys are probably expecting a normal high school year this year, and that's clearly not happening. And for me, my normal was dance, and that had totally been taken away from me. And at the time, I was also doing high school online, and I didn't. my friend group was at dance. That was my social life. And now my social life was gone, my passion was gone, my sense of normal was completely shattered. And I was left with kind of rebuilding my life and where I would go. And my first coping mechanism was having an eating disorder. I, I didn't eat much. I tried to control my weight to feel like I had a sense of control over my situation. I got scarcely low in weight. And then after that, I felt really lost and I started pursuing writing and acting and just trying the other performing arts because performing arts was my passion. 
And at the same time, I was reading about personal growth and development. I started with cognitive behavioral therapy, looking into that to see how it could help. And I recognized that I must have been suffering with the symptoms of depression because I felt numb inside. I felt disconnected. And I went on a, a get-together with my family, and I remember feeling so sad at a moment that I really felt like I should be feeling so happy. And I felt really disconnected. It almost like there, it felt like there was a block. There was something blocking me from enjoying the moment. And that got me curious to thinking, what is this block? What is going on with me? And another thing I want to say that's so important throughout this whole journey for me was that I talked to my parents and for you guys, whoever that is for you, a trusted loved one. That is the most important thing to do because for me, I had all of these thoughts going on in my head and I thought I was crazy and I thought this was so not normal. And when I talked to other people, even to my friend group, what I realized was I wasn't the only one going through this. All of my friends who were transitioning out of dance, transitioning out of high school into high school, just change in general, they were going through mental health struggles. And that got me even more curious, thinking, why are we going through all these mental health struggles? What is going on here? And I started to advocate more for mental health and try to share my story and speak about it and find other people who are talking about it. That's when I ran into Mackenzie Drazen on Instagram, actually. She's the founder of TEAM, which is, stands for Teaching Everyone About Mental Health. Mackenzie founded Teaching Everyone About Mental Health after her sister died of depression her sister Shelby took her own life in high school and Mackenzie wanted to create a, a non-profit organization slash startups that was a place for people to share and talk about being a support for people who are going through mental health struggles. So it's support for the support because after her sister passed away, she realized she had such a learning curve to, um, to, to helping someone with mental illness. And me, on the suffering end, I connected with her and we talked about mental health and how it's affected our lives. And from there, I started to share more through that platform. We actually have a Sunday share where we share people's stories of mental health. If you're listening to this and you have a story to share and you want to share your story, please, please reach out. Um, we're at myteam.social on Instagram, and it would be an honor to feature you guys. We love sharing stories of people who are in high school and young people's mental health. It's a platform for young people to come together and support each other as peers with their mental health. And through Mackenzie, uh, at this point I actually hadn't done uh, gone through with any therapy with a therapist. I tried CBT therapy with the one therapist that I met with, and I kind of gave up after that, which wasn't in my opinion, the right thing to do because it takes so much time to find the right care and I don't think people talk about it enough. There is a stigma around therapy, there's a stigma around mental health, and there is, I think, a lack of dialogue around the fact that the first person we meet to get mental health help with, they may not be the right person and that's totally normal. And luckily, Mackenzie connected me with um, this kind of different kind of, she introduced this different kind of um, mental health treatment called EMDR therapy, which stands for Eye Movement Desensitization Reprocessing Therapy. And Mackenzie went through EMDR therapy after Shelby passed away because she found Shelby um, when she passed away and she had post-traumatic stress from that moment. And so that helped heal her post-traumatic stress. And 
She recommended a book to me called The Body Keeps the Score. I recommend you guys reading it too if you're curious about mental health and different ways of treating it. And I, I listened to it and I realized that what they said was that trauma and post-traumatic stress isn't only related to or affects people who are war veterans or have survived sexual assault. It affects everyday people. And what trauma is and what post-traumatic stress can be and what now is called complex post-traumatic stress is when you don't have a sense of agency in a situation. And that creates trauma in your brain. And I realized, looking back, even before the lack of agency I felt when my parents pulled me out of dance, before that into my childhood, I looked back and I realized that I had been severely bullied emotionally and abusively at school for many years and that that caused trauma I didn't trust my peers I felt um, I didn't feel safe in the company of my peers because of all the bullying I went through and it still was affecting me to this day also having a health condition having cystic fibrosis having to go to the hospital every three months and people tell me I wasn't healthy enough I wasn't this enough I wasn't that enough I really didn't believe I was enough and that was, I think, a part of my struggle and strive to dedicate myself so fully to my dance career, to anything I was doing in school, even academically, was to prove to myself that I was enough. Even if I wasn't healthy enough, I was enough somehow. And so all of these things that were affecting my mental health started to come into the forefront. And I recognized that I had the symptoms of depression and anxiety, but it wasn't chemical imbalance. It was caused by post-traumatic stress that I had in my childhood. And so I started EMDR therapy. I found a therapist um, through a a guild. Um, I can actually send it to Crystal and you guys can take a look if, if you're curious about EMDR therapy. And I started doing that. I've been doing that for 10 months and it's been absolutely life-changing. The biggest thing is that it's been able, I've been able to, thanks to EMDR therapy, put words to my depression, put words to my anxiety, put words to my eating disorder, put words to the trauma I experienced as a child. And that has connected me with other people. That has allowed me to share my story. That has allowed me to impact other people. And most importantly, it's allowed me to live my life. It's allowed me to enjoy my life. That break That block I felt when I was depressed um, as a 16-year-old started to lift. It started to melt away. And I started to feel like I had a sense of agency in my life, in my body. And a lot of times trauma is stored in the body. And so that that was another, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. But the main thing is that it has made my life so much more mentally healthier. And I want that for you guys. So... I've shared a lot of resources that are available to you guys online. Uh, Crystal, thank you for offering that. And for you who are listening to this and it really resonates with you, please feel free to reach out, share your story online, talk to a loved one. It doesn't always have to be public. Do what feels best for you, but please, please, please talk about it. Talk about it and keep the conversation going because through that, That is how we will all heal. That is how people will learn how to support you through this. You are not alone. And talking to people about it makes you less alone because then they can learn how to support you and what's going on with you. And that's all I want for you guys. And that's all I have to say. I'm probably run out of time or talk too long. But thank you again, Crystal and Grace, for having me. 
It's you guys watching. I wish you an awesome day, an awesome year, and I want nothing but the best for you and your mental health. Thank you. First, I'd like to say thank you to Madison for being as vulnerable as you are, um, for sharing that uh, your story. It's, it's important that people do hear it. Um, one of the things that I did take away, and it actually it's different every time I hear you speak, but one of the things I did take away from that was the whole concept of trauma and the role that trauma plays um, with the feelings that we have and thoughts and behaviors um, to surmise our our mental health state and you were quite free in talking about some of those mental health challenges that you had that stemmed from trauma and I don't think people think about that enough we always think that you know it's just happening and for you you're able to to really delve back and realize that some of the trauma that you experienced at a younger age is what was causing your depression in an older age and I really, uh, I really appreciate Madison, um, you asking the students to, you know, relate and reflect on their current situation, right, with going through the changes of school and the pandemic. And um, I think that's really important because, again, just like you said, Crystal, sometimes we're just going through the motions and we're not quite, you know, reflective enough of how that's impacting our mental health. And I think that 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 could be happening sometimes right now with the way that school is happening due to the pandemic. And not just school, just so many things, you know, uh, Madison talked about, you know, the, the lack of agency and not having control, let's say, when her parents, t you know, removed her from dance for her mental health. Well, this is probably the same for a lot of kids. And I've actually spoken to some that have said, how can the world be stopped like this? How can this just be taken away from me? This is quite a very, this is a, a really unique time. I mean, that word unprecedented is... <laughs> I think you all know how to spell it now. I think kid mm -hmm. kindergarten can spell that word because we hear it so much. It's very real. Um, so many things are being decided for us and we don't really have a say sometimes. And um, it, it, can, it can cause a lot of uh, different thoughts and feelings that we might have and thus our behaviors might start to change. So it is something while we're going through this pandemic that you really do need to Make sure you're checking in with yourself and checking in with others. You know, it doesn't matter what age you are. You can still have, you know, you might have been going to Girl Guides, let's say, at a young age, and then Girl Guides stopped. Well, guess what? I think Girl Guides should still go on. That means it's a Wednesday from 7 till 9 that you meet with those people online and you still continue those social interactions because those are the types of things that are going to get you through this. All right, everybody. So now on to our task for the day. Your assignment for today will be to find three PSAs. Does everybody know what a PSA is? A public service announcement. You're gonna find three PSAs that deal with the topic of mental health. You're going to find one that is in print form. You're gonna find one that is in video form and one that is in audio form. So three different types. Then your task will be to provide a brief description of each of the PSAs, and I want you to include the following. You're going to include the media source that was used. You're going to include the length of the media source. You're going to provide the content of the media source. 
and what the message is in the media source. What, what was the media source trying to portray with regards to mental health? So that is one section that you're going to be working on. And then the last two questions that we have for you are going to be, we want you to explain how the differences between them, when I say them, I mean the media sources, um, affect their message. And how do the similarities between them affect their messages, their message, okay? So remember, we are talking about mental health, and that's going to be your task for today. All right, students, thank you for joining us today on our mental health journey, learning and unlearning. Um, and we want to leave you with a couple of resources. So a reminder about Kids Help Phone. The phone number is 1-800-668-6868. Or you can text 686868. It's a pretty easy number to remember. It is an available free hotline 24-7. You can text, phone, and live chat. We also just want to highlight the one that uh, Madison, our guest speaker today, talked about. Uh, TEAM on uh, Instagram, where TEAM stands for Teaching Everyone About Mental Health, and um, run by Mackenzie Drazen. We want to make sure that you, uh, you can reach out to them and tell your story there. Uh, they do have that platform. We're also going to leave a list of other uh, mental health supports on our website so that your teacher can tap into those, okay? So with that, I believe we've come to the end of another day. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. There it I, can, is. I can really sing a lot better than that. I'm can just you? tired. No, I actually can sing. I can okay. carry a tune. Some people can't carry a tune. I haven't heard it, just for the record. But it's kind of, it's kind of like horseback riding, right? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what you said? That's your new thing now? It is my new thing. Yeah. So I'm definitely no. better at horseback riding than at singing, though. <laughs> well, once you learn to ride a horse, you're never going to forget. So with that, folks, we'll stop chattering at you. And um, we just want to say have a great day. We'll talk to you next Friday for Mental Health Part 3. Okay. Thank you.